Welcome back to Important Library Stuff, a podcast where library staff share the inside scoop on all the stuff that happens at Prince William Public Libraries. And trust us, it's a lot of stuff. I'm your host, Emily Bickers, media specialist from the Office of Communications and Marketing, and I will be joined each episode by a fellow staff member who knows a lot more on each episode's topic than I do, which for this episode is our winter reading program. So without further ado, let's learn together from the expert, Kristen Burnham, who as the Office of Programming and Events Coordinator, is basically the mastermind behind arranging our system-wide programs like summer and winter reading. Hi, Kristen. Hi, thank you. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Can you introduce yourself further by sharing three books you love? I hate this question, but (laughs) at the moment, I would say that my top three are The Book of Sirach, Frostblood, and Keeper of the Lost Cities, but that list is going to change probably next week, so. We'll have to have you back on. Oh, yeah, please do. (laughs) I think most people are familiar with the library's summer reading programs, which Mm -hmm. have been going on for for decades. The winter reading program, though, is only three years old. Why did Prince William Public Libraries decide to start a winter reading program? (laughs) It was one of those things— when I came into this role, I remember conversations of how we had used to have one years ago, but it, it never actually took off. So when I started, the timing just kind of felt right to try again and see what kind of fun we could have, while at the same time encouraging literacy over the winter break, which was a, a really big feedback that we were getting from patrons. How has it evolved over the three years? Definitely more prizes. So as we've picked up momentum, local organizations and companies have taken notice and offered support, which is awesome. And that in turn has enabled us to explore more prize options, which, you know, more prizes are always a good thing. (laughs) I will not argue with more prizes. Absolutely. I haven't heard anyone complain about that. (laughs) What does this year's program entail? So as we did last year, participants have the option to complete activities or read books or do a combination of both. And regardless, once you're done, you get a prize bundle. And I can promise you that this year, the prize bundle is even cozier than last year's mug, which went uh, mini viral, dare I say? Did the Prince William Public Libraries ever go viral? That was as close as we went last winter. We, we frequently go viral. Oh, yeah. look at you. Okay, well, then just add that to the list of what we went viral on. <laughs> Who can participate? Anyone. I challenge all ages from birth to 99 to register and complete the program. Make sure you actually complete it because it's no fun unless you actually complete it and get the prize bundle, which went viral. Yeah, that amazing viral <laughs> prize bundle. Which is even better this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, how long do we have to complete it? So the challenge is actually ongoing now, uh, and you have until January 31st, so about two months. Excellent. Can you possibly divulge what the prizes are? Oh, dare I make this another viral. So I, I think I can, though. Um, I will admit I had a lot of fun looking around for the perfect winter-themed goodies, um, although I did not appreciate all the boxes that filled up my office as a result. Um, but each finisher will receive a, a special soup bowl, a packet of ramen, and coupons, as well as a polar bear stress ball. And for early finishers, you may get a bonus prize of that viral mug, because we still had some left over. And of course, this all comes with a caveat of while supplies last. Really encourages you to finish it soon. Yes, And make sure exactly. you get your hands on it. Yeah. 
So ramen is actually my favorite soup, so that oh. works out really well. Oh, well, you'll be the first to register. Yeah, basically. And complete. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite soup as, as a side question? Oh, it's so not healthy. Uh, broccoli and cheddar, followed by red pepper biscuit, bisque? I, I, I think mean, it's bisque. Bisque. We had a conversation about how I don't know how to pronounce things. That's that's a close second. It's pretty, it's pretty good. But yeah, neither one of them is healthy. <laughs> Those are <laughs> excellent choices. Serving of vegetables. And you want it to be hearty. Like yeah. soup is supposed to be hearty. Especially yeah. when you dunk it with bread. Yes. Yeah, totally healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I love, as you mentioned, that there's two ways to complete it. You can either work on the activities or just power your way through your to-be-read pile, which is— right. Very helpful if you're approaching the end of the year and want to finish any uh, oh, yeah. goals you have. Goodreads pressures you, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and you also mentioned you can do a mix between reading and challenges. Yes. Uh, we wanted it to be accessible and a fun experience. Uh, we didn't want to just come down and say, you must read all these books or you have to complete all these activities. So you can adapt it to however it works for you. You can do a combination. You can do one or the other, whatever you want. I have the list here of the challenges, and it's great that there are so many open-ended ones. So mm-hmm. patrons, as you said, have a lot of choice in how they complete it. For people who may need a little inspiration, though, can you give some recommendations for some? I think I could be persuaded. Let's try it. <laughs> All right. What would be your pick for a book with snow on the cover? Tacky the Penguin. It's best picture book series. It, it That penguin's my spirit animal. He's just amazing. <laughs> you got to check it out after this. <laughs> I have to. Can, can you give us, like, a tagline? or? Uh, uh, he does things differently, but perfectly. I love that. Yeah. And he wears a Hawaiian shirt. And oh, yeah. Penguin, that's necessary. So I should have led with that. He's amazing. <laughs> that's definitely add, added to my TBR. Okay, next one. One of them is to listen to someone read you a story. There are so many good read-aloud books for kids, like perhaps Tacky the Penguin. But... <laughs> But do you have any recommendations for teens and adults? Yes. So um, putting my my ear to the um, the grapevine, I think that you're kind of a big deal by Aaron King, um, as well as I'm going to mess up with the pronunciation again. Circe by Madeline Miller. Both have really um, excellent audiobook options. I've listened to the Cersei one, actually. It's amazing. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, there you yeah. go. Great record. All right, what about books that take place during winter? You're going to hate me. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <gasps> Our title. <laughs> I know. How could I not say it? But also, I love C.S. Lewis. He's such an a, amazing master of crafting worlds that both adults and children love and enjoy visiting again and again. So that's my professional take on C.S. Lewis. Absolutely. And that's good for any age, because even if oh, you yeah. listen to it as a kid, it's it's worth a read again. Yeah, absolutely. What would be your music pick on Hoopla Digital? Lindsey Sterling's Snow Waltz. I, my grandfather used to play the fiddle. I'm a sucker for violin fiddle music, and she just is amazing. And it's on Hoopla, so go listen to her. It's great. Well, thank you. I think that's definitely enough to help folks get started. And of course, if patrons want recommendations for any other category or Rex tailored specifically to themselves or their children, call or head into a library branch and pick the librarian's minds. They'd be happy to set you up with a reading list. Besides marking off the challenges and or reading books, are there any events or programs related to winter reading I should be on the lookout for? Well, if you have ever dreamed of meeting a Yeti, 
We've got you covered. Always. <laughs> Always. Uh, we have a lot of special story times planned throughout December and January so that kings can meet King Avalanche because he is royal. Um, and <laughs> you, there, it may or may not be um, a certain redhead OPE coordinator who <laughs> is the official handler of King Avalanche. Um, but I also invite everyone to join in Holiday Smiles, where we decorate holiday postcards to share with those in assisted living centers. And speaking of cards, adults and teens may enjoy our Year of Cards program, where participants will create a stash of cards for the upcoming year. And of course, each of our branches has a ton of fun events for you to enjoy. These are just a few examples. Okay. I want to go behind the scenes a bit and find out what kind of work goes into creating the winter reading program. A lot. Um, So, well, winter reading is not as big as a project as, say, summer reading. It does require months of planning. So each year I confirm the budget, which I usually do that in the spring. And then I begin building a price structure wish list, if you will, Um, and Once we have actually narrowed down what um, fits into the budget, um, those get ordered in early fall. And those are all sorted by hand. They're distributed to the libraries by hand. Um, I also work with our programming staff who are amazing. Um, I work with them on the activities. And then our marketing team creates the flyers and graphics to help promote the program as well as create the online challenge portion. So this is being done all over the summer. Um, wherein I'm contacting performers and scheduling special events at the libraries, um, as well as working with the other departments um, to make sure that all the pieces fall into place. So it's it's a lot of components that all culminate in what we hope is a fun way to explore library resources and literacy options. So knowing all this work goes into it, compared to the popularity of summer reading, has winter reading been an immediate success, or do you still think folks are missing out? Well, I'm not one to call anyone out, but y'all are missing out. You you totally are. (laughs) So our first year we had, I want to say about 500 registrants. And then the next year when we went viral, we had over 1,500. So I admit I was not prepared for that jump. Um, That almost never happens in a system-wide reading challenge. Usually it's in very easily um, anticipated increments. But given the size of Prince William County and Manassas City communities, it's still a relatively small number. So here's your challenge, everyone. I hope that you can help us make this year even better and go viral even more. (laughs) So if we increase... By three times last year, we should increase by another three times. This well, year. I will have white hair as a result <laughs> of, but yeah, it's totally worth it. I'll dye it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge has been issued to the, to the county. <laughs> <laughs> what are five reasons someone of any age should sign up? Well, it's easy. It's free. It's a great way to do things to do over the winter. You earn one-of-a-kind prizes And you can officially say that you encountered a Yeti. And I mean, how many people can actually say that? Plus, each branch will have a grand prize winner for an extra special surprise. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a free program for everyone who wants to enter. So A free. Why not enter? Why not? Fill your soup bowl with broccoli cheddar soup. Mm. I know. Now I'm hungry. We should go get some. We really should after this. A reward. (laughs) 
I see there are four sponsors for winter reading, Atlantic Bank, IHOP, Prince William Ice Center, and Synergy Home Care of Lake Ridge. How do they contribute to the program? Basically, where would we be without them? Well, thanks to our phenomenal sponsors, we were able to purchase prizes that normally would be out of our price range. Um, As you know, librarians are kind of notorious for having to create something with basically no money, um, such as the soup bowls that buying in bulk would be a little higher than what we could afford. Um, And we wouldn't have ice skating rink passes either. And as a Canadian, I personally cannot stand the thought of a winter without skating. It just goes against our genetic code. So by golly, we will have skating. Don't make any A jokes. (laughs) You know you want to. (laughs) Do you feel like your Canadianness has empowered you to take on winter reading specifically because of your attachment to winter? Maybe that's what it was. Like, forget the literacy. It's because I'm Canadian. (laughs) I'm a Canadian that says (laughs) y'all. Okay, so I have one fun fact. So Synergy Home Care was our very first sponsor of winter reading and has continued to be a sponsor every year. In the program's first year, they shared, we're excited to see how many children and families find a new favorite book. And we totally agree. One of the best parts of reading challenges is challenging yourself to read something you may not have normally read. Do you have something that you've read because of a challenge that you would not have normally have read but now love? This is the nerdiest response ever. It's because of book club. (laughs) I'm part of a book club, and uh, we take turns selecting the books. And the other members, whenever they select something, I'm like, I never would have picked that up in a million years. So I think the most—I can't remember the title, so people just have to kind of find it themselves. I'm sorry. But it was this big, huge historical fiction book on Josephine. And telling the story of Josephine and Napoleon through the eyes of Napoleon's first love, who eventually became a monarch of her own right. And I normally would not have read that, but I was kind of infamous for not finishing a book club pick. And that was the first one that I finished. So there you go. It's because of the club. First of all, don't apologize for being in a book club. I think (laughs) the overlap of people listening to this podcast and, you know, having an interest in a book club. is That's that's fair. I'm in safe company. Thank you. (laughs) Before we go on, I want to talk more about the not so elusive Yeti, King Mm. Avalanche, Mm -hmm. the mascot of winter reading. Mm. Can you share any info about the mascot and where patrons might catch a glimpse of King Avalanche and his Yeti friends? Yes. So each library has its own mini Yeti that's hiding. So go on a search, take a picture and share your success. And of course, um, as I said before, we do have those story times where you can meet King Avalanche in person or is it in Yeti? Would it be in Yeti? In Yeti. In Yeti. Where you can meet King Avalanche in Yeti. Can you share any fun or memorable moments from past winter reading programs? <laughs> I think I think the best moment for for me at least is uh, receiving the photos of finishers from staff. I mean, I could say I received a photo of a kid holding a yeti, um, and seeing how this positively impacts a wide range of people. But besides that, definitely watching people's reactions when King Avalanche makes an appearance—it's pretty universal. To all our listeners, we really want to hear what your favorite parts of winter reading are, too. Here's a comment we got on Facebook from Lauren last year. Thanks for all the awesome crafts and reading programs you host. The Yeti craft was a hit. Oh, that's nice. We have another one planned. I like hearing that. Really? Yes. We're about to order the supplies for it tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah. 
I had a meeting about it. That's why it's so fresh on my mind. Oh, well, I love hearing that. I'll have to let my team know. Absolutely. So one very important question. Oh, boy. How do I sign up? Visit your nearest library or go to our website, um, download the Beanstack app, and start tracking away. Any parting thoughts or tips? Have fun. Um, you know, t- tweak those activities to make them work for you, your family. Whoever is doing the program, just have fun with it. Because um, our main goal is to promote literacy, be that through learning about library resources or through a book uh, in a unique way that helps connect our community. So tell your friends. Um, as you already know, a lot of people work really hard to make this program a success. And helping us get the word out is greatly appreciated. Yeah, we want to get it three times more popular than last year. So, Yes. Just tell three friends. Was 1,500 times three. Not a math person. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, 1,500. 4,500. Is it? Yeah. Okay, 4,500. Boom. Do we have enough soup bowls? I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of boxes in my office. I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. We can figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll as, do the new math. As a side note, if anyone would like to become an additional sponsor of Soup Bowls. Yes. Uh, yes, that is absolutely a possibility. And King Avalanche will deliver the Soup Bowl, a special Soup Bowl to you. <laughs> That's a great perk. I love it. With broccoli cheddar soup. <laughs> and ramen. And ramen. <laughs> Everything you want. Mm. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I had fun. (laughs) Shifting gears a bit to highlight some other library events on the horizon, Santa will also be visiting two branches tomorrow, December 6th. Enjoy a story time with Santa at Dale City Library at 11.30 a.m. or visit both Santa, Mrs. Claus, and an elf at Potomac Library starting at 6 p.m. Come a little early to Potomac for STEAM activities that start at 5.30 p.m. Bring your camera for photos. First come, first served until capacity is reached. I totally had a Buddy the Elf moment. I wanted to shout out, Santa! That is so awesome. I know him. I know him. I know him. Well, no, I know in King Avalanche. I don't know Santa. (laughs) You can also explore genealogy past basic family searches with Genealogy 201 at Montclair Library this Thursday, December 7th at 2 p.m. Do you need a secret place to wrap holiday gifts? Bull Run will open their community room for that over the next two weekends. Bring your gift wrap. They'll have scissors and tape. Chin Park is providing all wrapping supplies at their Ribbon Rendezvous event, open Monday, December 18th through Friday, December 22nd. You can find the hours for both programs online. We have two concerts coming on the same day at the same time, Saturday, December 16th at 2 p.m. The Greater Manassas Children's Choir will be at Central Library, and the Brava Handbell Choir will be at Haymarket Gainesville Library. For more information on these programs and all the ones I had to leave out, visit pwcva.gov library, click on library events, and you'll find our online events calendar. Again, thank you so much for answering all our questions. Oh, absolutely. All my questions. Yeah, well, you are the voice of the people, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to be. So if our listeners have questions, we'd love to answer them on a future Ask a Librarian episode. Just record your question as an audio file mentioning your first name and home branch and email it to libcommunications at pwcgov.org. That is libcommunications at pwcgov.org. The question can be about our reading programs or almost anything else, and I'll do my best to track down an answer for you. I will close us out with a quote from the book referenced in the episode title, which you really should read if you haven't. 
The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. And so for a time, it looked as if all the adventures were coming to an end. But that was not to be. Thanks for listening, and join us in two weeks for the next episode of Important Library Stuff.